Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. David here. Jack here, episode 25 of the Illustrious Podcast. The Illustrious. And we, to celebrate the 25th, the silver anniversary of the podcast, we have a special guest. The medal that uh, Michael Phelps won the least of. Which one? Silver. Yes, Michael Phelps was all gold, just like this show. Golden bronze. Oh, he oh he was always either he first or last. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last mentality. Absolutely, Ricky Bobby. So anyway, we have a special guest with us, uh, a guest who is, to many of you, to I would say the overwhelming majority of people listening to this podcast is someone who, you know, maybe you never heard of her. Maybe you don't know her. Maybe you, you have no idea who the hell she is. But, but she's absolutely a recurring character on the show. Yes, because she has g- given questions to both Q&A episodes. You also, first of all, before, well, let's introduce her. Julie Sawitzki is on the podcast. Yeah. Too. So, Julie, Hi. you have been on the show. Okay, great intro. <laughs> Julie, you did for... <laughs> this is a great start. Yeah, it is. So, Julie, for the year in review episode we did... You actually did the intro. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Do you remember what the intro was? Um, Something, you told me to have a sexy voice. <laughs> I did not tell you to have a sexy voice. <laughs> Maybe okay. I told myself that. Okay, I think that's more um, accurate. And, yeah. Do you remember what was said? No. Okay, it was... Welcome to the first annual Undie Awards. An award show so raw, it tested positive for salmonella. Salmonella, yes. yes. You cannot say that in a non-provocative voice. <laughs> yes. And, um... Salmonella. And then, oh, and you also um, were one of the phone calls we had on the Our Year in Review episode, and you said congrats on the 200th episode, because mm. you were being a facetious dickwad, which we actually appreciated the fact that it was silly. So, uh, you are a fan of the show, though. I am. I am arguably on the top five list of underemployed fans. Self, um, self-professed. So yeah, I've listened to more than ten episodes. Unprompted yes. yeah. fan of the show. Mm. I was going to say, you were easily top five, because we were saying it's us two, your girlfriend, <laughs> um, Colin, who's been on the show, and then... Uh, I think that's, I think, yeah, you're easily in the top five. I think that's easily the top five. Top five, top five. So we appreciate you being on. Let's get, let's get to know the real Julie Sawitzki a little bit. Tell us about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Um, I I was born in Northern Virginia. Um, Be a little more specific. A little more specific. uh, Chantilly. Okay. No Fairfax. (laughs) That counts. To the airport. So, somewhere. Yeah. Springfield, maybe. Born um, in the Dulles Airport. Dulles. Born at Dulles. Yeah. <laughs> On the tall road. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in a dumpster. Yeah. Oh, I'll give yourself a little more credit than that. Um, so you're born in Northern Virginia. Yes. And you grew up in Northern Virginia. Yes. All right, where'd you go to, like, elementary school, high school? Should we go back that deep? Yeah. We, we um, want to get to know our guests. Okay. Um, I mean, what, what if there's, like, a stalker listening? <laughs> you, you are that, is, that, is a fair, that is a fair question, so we'll keep it brief. Okay. Yeah, we're not asking for no, your social, we're not asking for your social security number. They're gonna time travel and stalk me. In all yes, that's exactly what very much like Avengers Endgame. Yes, uh, yes, which we will not spoil on this podcast. Don't it's worry. a heist movie. It's great. It's, it is. Um, no, Julie, we're not. There are no stalkers listening to the show because we don't know few, that, Jack. We, we should not assume. Wood? Is there wood? I mean, that table is wood. So that's your seat is wood. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's press particle board, but we'll count that as wood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So without giving away your social security info and your current address, where did you go to high school? Um, I went to Chantilly High School. Uh, it's a big school. Home of the Chargers, yeah. if I remember. Home of the Chargers. That was almost a decade ago. So Yeah, because you're older than me, but you're younger than David. Not much older than you. No, you're like six months older. You're yeah. December. 
and I'm July, so that's give or take eight months, I'm gonna say. Get my Do you often months. ask your guests where they go to high school? <laughs> sort of, yes, actually. I mean, we, we ask people to fill it. We, we, we ask listeners. Col- yeah, no. yes. Yeah, Colin's call- not actually. Colin was not local. Yeah, that's why we asked him where Colin was born. based out of Richmond. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are four years I don't like to remember. <laughs> that's fair. I don't either. We yeah. talked about this on the show, and David can. But what do you? What's the line about the people that enjoyed high school the most? Uh, the people who enjoyed high school peaked in high school. One hundred percent. You hear that all the time, but it's true. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about him, you and know, he then performed that song. At Super Bowl halftime show, we um we all we stand we all th- for, we do for for Bruce and his jeans. We uh, all three of us did not very ex- tight excel. I would say in high school. No, not at all. Um, David was. Well, I won't speak for Julie, but I did not. Uh, and I did not. Uh, you knew we we both knew each other in high school, and uh, obviously we yeah. were both kind of the anchors to our rough high school years. Uh, but then you you moved past high school. You said, I'm going to graduate high school and move on to bigger and better things. Yes, I did. And I, I, I went to college, as most high schoolers do, after and, high school. But you went to... Um, I went to community college, and then I went to George Mason. And, yeah. And uh, what were you, what was your opinion of George Mason University as a... As a as an institution um it was it was more or less like a second job i would say i mean i think it's not a very college i mean i guess it depends on your personal experience there or um mm-hmm. well you, you, did you ever live on campus no no it's a, it's a big commuter school so for me it was like mm-hmm. i was working during the day and taking night classes so i wouldn't say i look back on college and think oh that was a great experience well, well it's funny you and i have the same thing about mason which i liked kind of by the end but I think I've told you both this before at times, just felt like I was going to a job that I was paying to go to, that it just felt like a... By the time you get to senior year, yeah, that's what it feels like. You're just like, please give me my degree and let me GTFO. Well, it's also you, David, and I kind of had longer experiences in college than most, than Julie did. Yeah, and I I, I had a bit of a longer experience. I was a fifth year senior. Boy, not, must, maybe must have been as nice. long as not as long as Jack. <laughs> I was gonna say, but... as, as we would say, must have been nice. <laughs> Rub it in, victory lap. Yeah. Wow, five years. You didn't. Wow. I was seven yeah. years. Well, la di da, college girl. <laughs> now run home to your shack. I live in a house. Well, la di da, college girl. This is the one crowd I can feel accomplished. In. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got some. Some of, some of us have to be the. Uh, the bricks on which the foundation of a joke is built. But it's funny, the two people I know that went to George Mason did the same thing, went the Nova route, the Mason route, and sort of just, it felt like it just sort of, it's a commuter school, so yeah, you don't get the full college experience. Yeah, it's definitely not a school people come to thinking they're gonna get, like, I mean, there's not At least in this area. Yeah. So, like, the way we think about Mason is the same way that, like, people down in Virginia Beach think about ODU. Mm-hmm. That it's, like, Oh, it's just, it's the school that I can go to and live at home. That, oh, is ODU that school? Yeah, ODU is that school for them. But, like, yeah. people from that people from down there come up here and go to Mason, and they're like, oh, man, this is great. They're like, it's a totally different space. Like, it's a totally different space. You can walk around the neighborhood, around the college, without fear of getting stabbed oh, or shot at. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of stuff. And it's also fun for me because my school, my high school, George Mason High School, is very small. But... It, you know, George Mason University was a very large student body, very diverse student body. It was fun to get different points of view. It's about to be the largest enrolled school in the state, isn't it? I believe if it's it, not if already it, there. I think it might have already been there, but it's like over 30,000 something undergrads. So yeah. it's a big... It's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you moved... So what did you study at George Mason? Um, I studied accounting. And your rationale was? It's 
very practical career field. Yeah. Like, um, I'm a big math nerd, so it's a lot of numbers, a lot of Excel, my two favorite things. And Are you working on your CPA? Um, not yet. Okay. Eventually, I think I want to do that, but for now, no. But, um, yeah, just, just a practical field. Like, I know I'm always going to have a job and, like, we're going to... That is true. Yeah. yeah. You and are then, always going to have a job keeping yeah, books. Yeah, David and I don't always have that. David was smart. David got in a field. He knew exactly what to do and was like, I'm just going to work my way up the ladder. Uh, so well, should we should we say that should we save it for the end or should we say it now? I I got a job offer. I'm going to be taking it. Um, I'll be working as a craft beer distributor in Washington D.C. And that's very it's a very cool thing for David. It's a cool step. Yeah. Yes. And uh, very excited you, for it. When do you think you'll start that? Probably next week. Okay. So you have one more week of just fun. Fun employment. employment. Yeah. But I can't get any actual unemployment because the system is screwed up. And the system but is down. The system is always down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, as, as Jack fondles strong bad. That's, I didn't fondle it. So, you picked him up and you touched him with your hands. That counts as fondling. Speaking of... Uh, speaking doesn't have to be inappropriate. Speaking of fondling, I guess this is a weird transition. Uh, Julie... Sh- what? <laughs> so, so, do you want to tell the people how we met? Why would you transition that from fondling? Because I'm a professional podcast. Because Jack is not great at the transition. That is completely irrelevant to how we it met. Is. I, I mean, I well, you, did it, you, 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 you first made contact while, as I understand it, fondling your phone. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. So Boom. We can't. Th- David brought up a valid point. Um, I was fondling my phone one day. <laughs> okay. So 2016. Describe. Wait. So, yeah, it was 2016. Do I have to tell this story? No. I feel I just, like we have different versions of this story. I want to hear your so. version. Then let's hear both of them. Okay. Yes. Because I've heard neither. Of them. Okay. Yes. Um. So I, w- you know, this is the dating app age. I was on Tinder. I stumbled upon Jack on Bumble. Tinder. Oh, sorry. Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Bumble, different app. Same premise. Yes. Um, but a company owned and managed by women. Yes. Yes. So I stumbled upon Jack. Um, I don't remember what I messaged you, but apparently I messaged you because if it was Bumble, I would have had to message you. Yes, you did. Um, Jack wasn't. and I made some small talk and like I... I'm going to come off judgy, but I, like, determined that Jack wasn't worth meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but until after I got your phone number. Well, yeah, number. yeah. So we we exchanged phone numbers, and we added each other on Snapchat, which popular app. Millennial. Okay. Yeah. God, this is so millennial. I'm assuming most of your listeners know what Snapchat is. Yes, yes, we are in the coven. Yes, most of our listeners are in the Mom, coven. Dad, it's an app where you can send photos that disappear. Also, yeah, there's no chance your parents are listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay. Um, so? So, yeah, we, we, stayed, we stayed friends on Snapchat for, like, a long time. Like, I, I guess we would, like, see each other's stories. And then, um, yeah. Um, and then I guess I posted a snap story that got Jack's attention and he messaged me and we started like exchanging messages and I was like, oh, Jack's really cool. Like I like our senses of humor are very similar. Um, yeah. So we like hit it off in like a friendly platonic way because yes. as we remain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was randomly out one night with some friends in Clarendon and um, I Jack was randomly out one night with some friends in Clarendon, but apparently not so randomly because apparently you knew I was in Clarendon. No, you, I knew. And I said, well, th- I already have friends who are out there. This would be a good chance to finally meet because yeah. you and I have finally been talking and almost, dare I say, became friends by that point. Yeah. So then there stumbled on Jack and <laughs> gracefully yeah. walked because he doesn't drink. Um, and 
Yeah, we met in person, and then from there, we just became really good friends. Like, So, my story is... I'm going to stop you right now. Describing anything that Jack does as graceful is (laughs) the highlight of his day. The The highlight of his day. Yes, because it's not... Jack awkwardly walked in. Okay, that's rude and unnecessary. Um, Just, so... I had gotten... You're too close. You're too close, man. So I I had gotten uh, Tinder and Bumble. This was right after my 24th birthday. It's embarrassing. We're both admitting we like dual app. It's the modern world of dating. And by the way... We have every app there is. This was me after I had just lost most of the weight. By the way, the follow-up in the last episode, the day we recorded, I did get down to 193 pounds, so congratulations to me. I officially lost 100 pounds. Yeet. Yep, that's, Yeet. A, that's, that's about all it deserves. And, um... Yeet, 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 yeet. So this was me at my most socially... Still, like, pretty socially awkward. Not... You've seen me at my most socially Not awkward. the most socially <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me from... I was there. 2004 <laughs> to 2012. Um, but, Hello. Yeah, but, you know, I had just gotten on the apps... You know, I was trying to figure out how the hell this works, and I remember, I, I'm pretty sure it's, because it would have been right for my birthday, I think it was July 4th, so that must have mean that neither you nor I were do doing anything Do you have a weird talent for remembering dates? Yes, I do, which we'll not get into specifics about okay. on this podcast. It's because he's always sober. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, I'm actually good with remembering numbers, although my memory in general is terrible. Um... But you, were, I, Jack, you could recite Slam Dunk Champions backwards. I have a hard time thinking. We'll do that. At, we'll do this as a bonus clip at the end of the episode. I'll do all the Slam Dunk Champions in order. Um, we're and, and we're not just, going to. But the fact no that Jack is confident enough <laughs> okay. that he can say that disproves yes. his previous statement. So Julie was actually the first number I ever got from a dating app. Special. Yeah, you should. And uh, maybe I contributed to less socially awkward jazz. You Absolutely, you one hundred percent did. You actually did in a weird sort of way. And then, yes, for whatever reason, and we don't, you know, you were not interested in that part of it, and and told me as much. And I was like, okay, that's that's fine. And but you posted a snap of your cockatoo. Cockatoo. Yes, who buddy. who's unfortunately since passed. Um, Yes, rest in peace to Buddy. But Buddy had landed on your head in a very beautifully yes, timed I, manner. I taught her a trick where I could call her name and she would come land on my head. Now, Buddy's, cool. Buddy's more of a guy. I have that video saved. It's a- That's good. Oh, well, Buddy, and Buddy's more of a boy's name, so. Um, it's We didn't know her his or her gender when we got her, and uh, I still don't. Cock- um, cockatoos don't have cockatoos, I guess, to kind of. I'm oh, sorry, the joke was right there. I'm sorry, David. The joke was right there. David. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to. There's yeah. this thing it's called deep- restraint. D-March, I told you they could deep fry my shirt. I didn't say they couldn't. I said you shouldn't. I shown a good amount. Anyway, so your so your cockatoo, yes, your cockatoo was the reason that we got back in touch and then we stayed. And now you are affectionately known to my sort of false church friend side as platonic friend Julie because. When we went out to the, so we went out to the Georgetown Light Show. Great, great show, great lights. Yes, back in December. Was this uh, was this down on the waterfront? It was. So this is it was all, actually all around Georgetown. They so they had managed to recover from the Capitol's binge. Oh, was that what was happening? Was the caps sort of just? That was right. That was right where they were. Most of the most of the like videos you saw of people swimming in fountains was at the Georgetown Waterfront. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was a few months later, so I guess yeah. they were able to fully re- they were able to fully recover from it. Um... But when I posted an Instagram photo of us as a selfie, you know, enjoying the light show, I got many a message from my friends saying, hey, who's the blonde girl? Because they were like, 
Jack's never had a girlfriend. He's a loser. Could this be his like change of pace? You could have pretended for a bit. That would have given me. Uh, yeah, you would, yeah that, I would not have lied to my friends. They would have seen right through my bullshit. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. They would have called it. They would have like literally said just any detail. I've been like, okay, guys, you got me. I, I, I mean, I think it's a common thing when you post a picture with someone like of the opposite sex. Yes, it's a fair single, People are in a selfie sing. in a selfie yeah. format. Yeah. yeah. So I later read added the, the room, Selby. Yeah. I later added the caption hashtag platonic friendships, and so every time I talk to them about it now, it's. I affectionately, I affectionately call you Platonic Friend Julius. Right? Hashtag so, Platonic Friend Julius. Hash, that should be the hashtag for this episode. Uh, because we know you guys are socially active with the underemployed episodes out there. Mm. Blow so, it up. Let's let's see it trending, y'all. But so we've stayed in touch and, and all that. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've become like one of my best friends these past couple years. So Aww. yeah, are we going to high five? Did we you did hear just that? Have, we just, we just <laughs> high-fived on the mic. It should be picked up. Okay. Um, it definitely got picked up. I'm, I'm looking yes, at the, looking right the right feed now. Um, okay. So, Julie... What are you doing with yourself these days? Yes. Me? Um, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I guess, not underemployed. I'm employed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense. You guys are both employed now. It's cut, those okay. o- cut those hours down. Oh. You can cut those hours in half. Wow, benefits. That must be nice. Oh, you're still on your parents' health care. No, I'm not. I'm 27. Oh, that's right. Or I'm 26. And I'm 26. That's I'm right. You're not on the parents' insurance anymore. Yeah. I'm on some cheap-ass health insurance alternative. God, the American... Anyway, that we don't have to talk about. Um, I, I will gladly talk about it. Let's, let's keep this under five seconds. The American health care system is very flawed and needs a lot of work. It's corrupt. You shouldn't make money off of health. There you go. Um, so you work full-time. I do, yeah. Do you... Well, never mind. We Doing what? Um, I'm an accountant. Okay. As as I went to school for, so I, we won't ask you to disclose where because yeah, we've no, we know better. Yes, yeah. we know better. Yeah. Do you it, like that line of work specifically? Um, like, I I like accounting. Um, I, the line of work, yes, maybe, yes. maybe the venue, the venue could maybe do with yeah. I, I, we'll leave it at that. Okay, we're not trying to incriminate or or whatever you. Yeah. The goal is to never. The goal is never to get anyone fired. Yes, true. I will say that much. Yes, although we try. If I do get fired, though, it's demand field, you know. Yeah, that's the other that's, thing. I can hold on. To well, that. I just say, you'll say you missed the demand by like three weeks. What happened in the last three weeks? Tax day. Oh, I I don't do tax accounting. I should clarify that. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm a, a public accountant. Okay. Or, eh. I'm a private accountant. I've always fucked that one up. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You can swear. I'm a private accountant. Yeah, I, I do corporate accounting. So like private corporate accounting year round, not just taxes. But you do your own taxes. I do do my own taxes. That yes. must be pretty cool. I mean, I do yes. it with H&R Block. Yes. I did it with Plus this year. I was like, you know what? It's worth 40 to 60 bucks. To you see, but it's not because I, it's H&R... Actually- Oh, go no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because H&R Block and um, TurboTax Turbo into it have funded uh, funded specific representatives to help write legislation that basically makes it against the law for the IRS to roll out a free federal tax filing system, right. which they have more than the capacity to do, because let's be honest... Having to f- actually pay and file taxes is complete horseshit. The government knows how much we owe yeah. before they even send us that yeah. shit. So just tell us what we owe. I agree with that. Um, and you had even said that there is a certain part of the legislation that you normally don't agree with, but you're like, I like the idea of what, about the Trump tax. The, the oh yeah. The, the, so what? What? One of like one of the few things I will say that like Donald Trump wasn't totally off the wall about is like 
Taxes are way too complicated. You should be able to do them on the back of a postcard. He's right. Yeah. yeah. I hate to say it, here's but he's right. Up. Here's my pay stub of how much I made. Tell me how much I owe. I will pay that. Or in my case, because... Tell me how much you need. Tell me how much I'm getting back, baby. Which, yeah. which I did recently. <laughs> hey There are benefits of being underemployed. And then I get depressed realizing I don't have a full-time job, but enough about me. Um... No, I agree. And, t- and filing taxes is always one of those things where you just go, "This is so like I, I, I this is unnecessary." Now, it's, for... a, it's elaborate. I have I have done my time working at a tax accounting firm, and it's the things people put on their returns. It's a, it's a lot. Like so, as someone who is giving money to the government, not getting it back, how much time do you spend? Like the, even this year, how much time did you spend filing your taxes and preparing your taxes? Would you say not long? Because I, I I do use TurboTax now. I have mm-hmm. done paper returns, and like mm-hmm. I, I've done the comparison to see if I get the same number if I do myself and I do it on TurboTax and I always mm-hmm. do so I trust TurboTax now mm-hmm. um but maybe like 15 minutes because I'm a pretty simple person well it also helps you probably only had one W2 this yeah. year yeah yeah I had three oof <laughs> oof oof I had yeah. two I've had two for a couple of years and this year I only had one and I was like oh that's a much easier yeah, yeah. Uh, so how long did the paper route take when you used to do that like um I mean when I was fresh out of my college class <laughs> pretty quick now it takes me a little bit longer true how much money exactly did you make last year? <laughs> <laughs> and what are the last four digits of your social, social security, security number? number. Um, I, th- I don't know. For me, taxes are one of those things where I always put it off, even though in theory it should. it's not going to take long and I'm going to be getting money back. Uh, you think even at the ultimately with this, I think uh, maybe ultimately with this new job, I might be paying some money, but I wouldn't. Probably, probably not. not. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. It's probably going to be under 20, so I probably won't be. Yeah. Um, I did mine the day after I got laid off. Was that was there a reason? Or was it just like something to catch? I was on? just like I have I have all of this time on my hands now. Yeah. What do I do? I did my taxes. I was gonna say you did it being productive instead of just being lazy. I mean, I also filed. I also applied for like four different jobs that day. Well, la Right, you were productive with your unemployment. There are yeah. people like me who would just take take it to be like, you know what? I got laid off and this sucks, and I'm gonna. It it does suck. It does. Suck. It's it's a really shitty feeling to like know that. You're fired because of things that are entirely outside of your control. And so, I mean, just talking... Sorry, Julie, but to talk to David a little... uh, Can you describe the overall sort of feeling you were going through when you, like... I mean, it's an absolute... It's an absolute, you know, punch in the stomach, a kick in the nads, whatever you want to say. But it, like, it knocks the wind out of you. And it feels... it, It feels awful to, like, have a job one day and then not have one the next through really no fault of your own. Right. Yeah. I mean, would you say it's arguably better than... I mean, yeah, it's... You got fired. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would rather, I would rather the situation that I had, where you know I'm leaving a job and I have recommendations and I have references and, and a I little have, bit of, and I, I'm, I, you know, and and I, and I got that last paycheck and I got all good. my, I got all my, my accrued PTO, mm-hmm. you know, put onto that check as well. So that was able to cover rent and groceries for a couple of weeks, but like, it's not great. It doesn't no. feel great. But you got through it, and I mean, you also got. You, you, if you feel comfortable talking about, it, you don't have to talk about specifics, but just you got job offers. Yeah, I've I've gotten a couple. Um, I'm taking obviously the one that I've talked about. Um, so you know, it's it's it is a fortunate situation for myself because I'm staying within the industry that I was in previously, but just in a different sort of capacity. So there's three different tiers that you have to alcohol. Um, you have suppliers which is like working for like a brewery or a distillery or a winery you have distributors who are the middle the middlemen and then you have uh retailers so i've with this new job i will now have worked in all three capacities so i have a much better understanding of how you know they call it a triple crown in uh, sports 
Yeah, sure. Do they call them that in the beer industry? No. Okay, well, let's start that. Normally, they just call it, they just call it the cycle of employment. Uh, that makes sense, because that would be a more normal human term for it. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not exactly like I get a trophy for working in any of these three places. Though I did get a... I mean, I have I have trophies of sorts. I have things that I was given from work in the various places. You have a bumper sticker on the back of your window that'll never go away. I can take it off if I wanted to, but I don't mm-hmm. want to. You're proud of your time there. I like that. I'm He's proud of the beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of the work that I did, and I'm you know I will support them. Speaking of beer, by the way, and you don't remember this because every time I bring it up, you go, "I don't remember this." But I think you told me in our Bumble conversation that you like either collected beer or you had like a good stash of beer in your. Because this is when you were living in the basement of, of the. I think, as um, a fellow drinker, David can attest that people do not collect beer. You drink beer. That's, That's not true at all. What? You I have a cellar. Beer? I have a cellar. Really? I have four document boxes, five document boxes full of beer. I did okay. not know this, but okay. So describe your. Does it age nicely? Some of them do, yes. So um, usually when you usually when you're aging beers, you want something that's got a, a high grain bill, mm-hmm. so that it's able to. Age in a age and mature in a manner that allows it to either accrue more flavor or become more alcoholic or like just sort of it's shelf stable. Um, so you're looking, you're going to tend to find things that are shelf stable or you know things that age well are going to be barley wines, stouts, yeah. browns, Dog porters. Fish, 120. 120 minutes. So 120 minute is one of the exceptions to the normal rule, which is that you don't traditionally age hoppy beers. But because 120 minute is such a weird thing, it's almost it's almost a barley wine. It's almost a, an imperial IPA. Like it it's it's blurs a lot of lines. But because of how much hops is in it and hops are a preservative, you're able to you know age it as it says on the bottle, age as well. It's just that's just what it says. Age as well. You know. And you two are similar in that neither of you started really drinking until basically the legal consumption age in the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm an accountant. I'm very straight edge yeah. where I used to be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, and, then we, um, and, then we, and then we lost you along the way. So, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And I just, I, I didn't in high school um, for medical reasons. And then, you know, I also at one point was like, I'm going to be a college athlete. Like I was like set to, you know, be a swimmer and, like, do that thing and be a varsity athlete. And then senior year happened, and I just fell out of it. And I also did AmeriCorps for two years, so, you know, when you spend 10 years in the pool, but then you're out of the pool for two years and you're not working that hard, like, it's just, you're not you're not going to get back into that shape. What's your what's your beer choice? What's your alcohol choice? Um, I, well, I... I like Miller Lite. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's my go-to if I'm out drinking. David's generally not a fan of the big brands, but, you know. Yeah. Well, so that's... I mean, it depends on the situation. If I'm exactly. just, like, at a brewery, I'll, I'll try everything. But if I'm, like, out drinking to get drunk, then I'm going to, like, drink a few Miller Lights. Yeah, so I'm I'm one of those people that, you know, if I'm at a craft beer, like, if, I, if I'm in, you know, a, a place that's got options for bars... You know, I'm going to tend to go towards the craft place. Or, you know, if I'm at a restaurant that's got a variety of things, I'm going to tend to go towards the craft thing. But, like, if I walk into a sports bar in, I don't know, some rural small town or, you know, just some place that has a limited draft offering and it's, like, Blue Moon, Miller Lite, Coors Light, Budweiser, like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to not have a beer if somebody's offering to buy me a beer, but I'm going to have the Budweiser because it's got the most alcohol. And what's your drink of choice? Uh, depends on the situation, but if I'm 
out if I'm out at like any of I guess you could say any of my normal haunts, which is like two places in DC, but it's normally a a local tall boy and a shot of rail okay. bourbon. You need to cut it. Jack, you really want to talk there. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Get it personal now. <laughs> this, I'm actually bummed because this would be good content for the podcast. My my anxiety, but uh, but we can't transition anxiety? that. Over that I feel like you no. cannot have anxiety okay. for how much so, you judge my anxiety. Okay, so we're back from an edit point, and just to talk about my, I don't know that I have. <laughs> we were talking about anxiety in general. That we'll leave it at that. I don't know that I have. Um, these, you might not have diagnosed anxiety, but you are definitely an anxious person. I can't be. It depends entirely on the situation when it comes to my dating life. Yes, if it comes to the job situation yes if it you comes don't to get, my... like anxious in the moment though i think you get anxious like overthinking things after this you are you very are, accurate assessment. you are definitely one of those people who are who you become more anxious if you have time to think about it that's okay. if you are if you are presented with a decision that you have to make immediately you are able to like yes yeah no that's accurate and and it's something i'm I've always tried to work on, but I think that I'm not sure if a lot of that just maybe stems from me in general, sort of being very self-conscious and all that and worried that, I mean, I've told the story about if I get calls from work now, my instinct is, oh man, I fucked up. Oh, what are they going to tell me that I fucked up doing? Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like it's never, it happened uh, one time last week where I was worried about that. I was getting a call and then the person calling was just saying, Hey, do you want to, do you want to pick up a shift tomorrow? And I was, my heart was beating because I was worried that it was going to be, it was going to be me, them like chewing my ass out. And not in a fun way. So, it happens. You know, um, yes. too, too much. Uh, sorry. But in general, yeah, I would say that I'm, I have a middling level of anxiety. It's something that can be worked on, but everyone in this room has some degree of anxiety. Yes. When does, I mean, when does yours normally come out though? Um... So I am definitely an anxious person when it comes to like interpersonal situations. That's I never would. I I mask it with outward confidence. Okay. You know, the fake it till you make it. Yeah, absolutely. Like there are especially in social situations where like I don't know people. Like mm-hmm. I just sort of throw myself out there and just head first. It's just sink or swim for it for, for me. Um, and part of that stems from I think personally. Situations that I've been put in in my life, um, and these, you know, this is not like any fault of anybody, but like, you know, my high school situation. I walked into, I walked into a place where I was going to a private school for the first time, and I was one of the few kids from Virginia. There were five kids in my high school graduating class who lived in Virginia. You can count them all on one hand, um, you know, unless you are missing a thumb. In which case, you, you know, we have bigger issues than yeah, exactly. About, you know, bigger not issues. worried about offending you. But um, I was, I was very much on the outside looking in because you know, majority of these kids had gone to either elementary or middle school together. A lot of them were, uh, had gone to other private schools, whereas I was coming from a public school and I had my, the biggest thing, thing that gave me the most anxiety going into high school was honestly how white my high school was. Really? Yes. Because was that because most of your public schools were more? Yes. That was interesting because I, yeah, I, I mean, I went to, so for Context: I went to Arlington County Public Schools in the '90s, in the early 2000s. Before, I mean, Arlington has always parts of Arlington have always been very white. But we, but grew I up was right the, as the boom was happening. Yes, our, we. Our I was so I, I grew up um, in the middle of Arlington, basically. Like I'm, you know, two. I was two blocks from Route 50, so I had populations at my elementary and my middle school that lived on the south side or that lived in some of the like low-rise. Uh, 
apartment complexes off of Carlin Springs. So like a lot of immigrant kids and it really shaped my perspective on the world and shaped how I, you know, obviously how I, how I saw things and how I interact with people. But when I come into a high school situation where I'm used to hearing three and four and five different languages as I'm walking down the hallways, I'm walking into a space where like it is white kids, black kids, and then like five Asian kids. And then I think you hear from, I was very fortunate to stay in the same public school system and maybe Julie, you can test this, but just, I, I didn't have that, oh, this is a completely different situation when you go to a different school or a school system, which is hard for any kid, no matter the situation. Like, regard, I mean... But you were also in such a small school system that, like, you you had a familiarity with everybody that's true. Like, in your freshman PJ, class. PJ, who we've had on the show, I've known PJ the majority of my... Not like you my entire life, but I've known PJ since I was four or five. And, yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of those... A lot of my closest friends are people I've known for that long. And, I knew... I, I knew a I knew a small cohort of kids as I came into high school because of the disability services program that I was in. So I knew a few of those folks. I wouldn't say that you know beyond like two or three of them, any of them were really friends. Yeah. Um, Julie, do you still still keep in touch with anyone you went to like elementary high school with? High school, yeah. Like some of my best girlfriends are from high school. I'm actually going to be a bridesmaid in one of their weddings. Congratulations! Coming up. Do you want to shout them out? Um, Not that they're listening. Gabby, if you're listening, I love you. Yeet. <laughs> Very excited to be your bridesmaid. <laughs> oh, when is when is when is your bachelorette party? It's 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 in September. Okay. Um, I'm going to one on Thursday. A bachelorette? <laughs> yes, I'm going to a bachelorette party. Nice. Woo! Yes. Nice. Are you there? It's just like the. Oh no, Bethany and I both got invited. Okay. Yeah, this is a friend of my a friend of a friend of ours from college. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Anything fun? Any strippers? I have no idea. Surprise. I know we're I know Surprise. we're going I know we're going to a wine and design, so we're gonna we're gonna drink and have hopefully a Bob Ross style painting instruction. I don't know what that means, but I love it. Oh, literal, like I'm hoping, I'm hoping like, I'm hoping someone very Bob Ross esque comes out. Like I'm looking for like, I'm looking for a Canadian tuxedo, (laughs) an Afro and Birkenstocks. Like that's really what I'm hoping for. I'm probably not going to get it, but like a man can dream. But so it's still good that you keep in touch with certain people. I mean, I think that's also the case with most people is that they have their select. Yeah. It's a good group of friends. I think in high school. I can tell you, I talked to three people from my high school still one of whom i didn't actually even go to high school with but he's the little brother of my best friend in high school i that's not that unfamiliar like a lot of people have the same like they just have a couple friends they i have a couple people i talked to from mason i mean i openly i openly despise a majority of the kids i went to high school with they're all just like such repugnant assholes and they're all just so outwardly they were they weren't so outwardly racist in high school, but man, have they gotten emboldened. Yeah. Uh, the age of social media, it's a wonderful uh, thing. Yeah. I guess I guess for Jack and I, because we went to like more of a commuter school, like I can say, I don't think I have a single friend from Mason. Yeah. I have Brittany, and I have, you know, a couple, like... You can it, say me, but we never even knew I, you. No, I was going to say, I, I never knew you in college, yeah. so it doesn't, I wouldn't... I, I also, you graduated, I want to say 2015, right? Probably way ahead of you. And I, my, no, no, my, first of all, fuck you. Secondly, uh, my, secondly, well done. Secondly, you're, you're correct. Thirdly, I forget your question. Fourth, (laughs) how um, dare you? Fourth, how dare you? And fifth, uh, I, I, my first semester at Mason was the spring 2015. So it was your last semester anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't count you because I didn't meet you through. Did Mason. you live on campus at all? Mm-hmm. No. So that's so, so that is that is the big difference for me. Is I lived yeah. on campus for the first two and a half years, and then adjacent to campus. Yeah, I mean, I was four blocks away. I was involved. I well, I wasn't involved in anything after I came 
besides Frisbee, I wasn't involved in anything besides that after I came back from the suspension. Um, so I mean, I had already, I, I already had like a cohort on campus when I came back. Um, that cohort was a lot smaller than what it was when I left. Um, I cut a lot of people out. Any, if you don't have to get into specific, if you don't want to, but why? I just people you? who didn't reach out to me. Okay. It's like people who I would reach out to, you know, because I was struggling yeah. being at home, um, dwelling on the fact that I, that I had no one to blame for my mistakes and my poor performance but myself and really i was i was in a dark place um i you know i i I had issues that i had to work through and Mm -hmm. you know i I really valued the people who at that time helped me work through it and those people are still some of my closest friends but i also i also a lot of the people that you've actually met are people that i became friends with since i came back So so these were people that i wasn't friends with before but since i came back to college i got i got you know i got connected with these folks through various means and um a lot of them actually are are specifically connected because i started dating bethany was that a conscious effort so okay that too was that but was even that a conscious effort to be like i want to now make be able to make new friends and avoid Um, that old it was sort of an incidental thing um i definitely switched up my routines and wasn't hanging out with the same people that i was pre-suspension and so you know, when you start intentionally putting yourselves in different, when you start intentionally putting yourself in a different place, you start, you know, interacting with different people and it sort of snowballed and, and led to where it was. Um, I mean, Quinn and Miriam will tell you that they really did not like me when they first met me. I can't, well, first of all, you can be, prickly, first glance, prickly. at first glance, it can be like, what? And then when you get to know, it's like, oh, he's the nicest, he's the best person ever. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself the best person ever, but I was certainly, I was, Shaq, Shaq is number one. I was not. I was not kind to them in our like first interactions. I, I'm more than willing to admit that I was. I was rude. I was. But was that just you trying to do the old like? If you're in elementary school and you like bully, something, like oh she, lo- oh that means he. Likes no, me. no, it was. I was. I was a dick. Okay. Like I was genuinely like I. I had a. I had a conflated opinion of myself. Um, coming back from school and you know, I. I thought way too highly of myself. Um, and I really needed to have myself humbled and that first year back really really did that for me and so I was able to put myself into a better place of interacting with people on a a, a peer-to-peer level um you know not to not to I'm trying to think of the right turn of phrase here but not to like not to quote a terrible movie but I'm going to but it was very much like um Avatar, the the James Cameron one, not that dog shit that M. Night Shyamalan did, um, but that you know that thing about I see you that the Navi said, that okay. like you 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 see the person physically, but you also understand okay. the aura around them. Um, but I also went back and I thought about a lot of my experiences with City Year and several of the sort of idioms and phrases that we used within City Year to you know remind us of why we were doing what we're doing and one that constantly came to mind was Ubuntu and that's the idea of community is you know is, is, is our community is connected to each other's humanity um, and so that you know we should do our best to be kind to those around us and so that was a really big moment for me where I just I I was I learned how to taper being a I, I, I learned. I learned how to tailor my dickheadedness into more of a lovable side of it. Where yeah, you have your now you can come out and say your opinions and all that. But I mean, you're not just 
Yeah, you're you're easy on the surface. I would say. I tr- I try to be easier right. on the surface. I mean, you you met Julie at Dogwood a couple weeks ago, and Julie had glowing reviews about you. I wouldn't say glowing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing him back to earth. I didn't no, suck. It, it's interesting because I feel like most people who make a poor first impression will say like, you know, they they were just misinterpreted or they didn't intend to come off that way. But you're saying like you realize you made a bad impression. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, I was. Well, that's your point. Yeah. That's often what happened. And I'm very guilty of that of being like, oh, you know, I tried. I'm sorry. But then I'll come to your level. Just like, ah, oh, you know what? No, this is how I fucked. And there are situations where I have, obviously where I have to be like, oh man, I fucked this up. I fucked that up. And Julie, I'm sure you can relate. Where you're like, ah, uh, how can how can I work to improve this? Even though yeah, instinctively you want to think, I you're... think you kind of. I mean, at the same time, you do have to kind of learn your audience around you people because I, mm-hmm. I think you and I both um, have very sarcastic, messed up senses of humor. And David's not doesn't stray that far from me. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. And people can often misinterpret that as like like if I'm being a dick to you, it's a hundred percent because I'm joking. Like there's very rare occasions where I would intentionally be a dick to someone. Yeah, and that's where I have to remember that not everyone's. But just because I think that way doesn't mean they're going to assume exactly. that. And that's where I have to and go. And like, you can oh, yeah. seriously offend people and have no idea why. And you look and back like, and you're oh, like, oh, because man, I, I shouldn't have made that I comment. Offended, <laughs> because I deliberately said an offensive thing, but I, and that's. It always takes, I always feel like it takes me a while to get to know somebody better just because of that reason where I have to remember that, oh, wait, or on a first date where it's like, oh, on first dates, I'm actually pretty good at like really reining in my weird sense of humor or sarcasm. And then once that opens up a little then bit. Then the more, memes oh, come. Oh boy. Yeah. And then it's just, and it's a snowball effect. And that's probably why I've struggled in my dating life. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, on the occasion, you get to a second date. Although, yes, <laughs> yes, kidding, yes. No, there's no offense taken that. It was funny. So, um, I also... You do listen to this show. I do. But Jack's got a good on-base percentage, but his slugging really could use some more. That's a great baseball analogy. Thank you. Um, Woo! I tried! You did try. So, you also have told me that you don't get a lot of the references we make because... Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, from listening to your show, it's, like, very evident that you guys have a long-standing friendship. We... Every time we've been around people... Yeah. The, co- the consensus seems to be... Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Slow it down, I guys. Think that's a really good thing, and I think, like, it's good for your show, because you guys have such good chemistry together. Oh, thank you. It, but... It, it, thank you. But I, I think one of the things that I know that we need to focus on and need to work on to, to make this a better podcast is... We both need to slow down when we talk. Oh, when yeah. when Jack and I really just start going on tangents, it's yeah. motor mouth. One of the good things about us being over Skype was naturally we had to do it. And I realized the first episode we were back, it was just like that first episode we ever did, which sucked. And I was like, oh, we need to work on that. And we still, and yes, we've been doing them now for 10 episodes-ish. We've been back in person. And we still need to work on it. But it's hard because... We've known each other literally yeah. my entire existence on the planet. And yep. it's you just, just... You gotta have, like, new guests, like me. Who, yes, like, absolutely. Who, don't know the full friendship. But you also don't get our rap reference. I mean, I you just... As you say, you, you I yourself I don't know how say, many people would, <laughs> Rap's a little lot. more popular okay, than you're okay. letting on. Okay, not, not just the rap Yeah, but with Jack, we're, we're like making... The... We're making very obscure references. Yeah. But Outcast references from 1994 don't fly over well. With not so much, considering that's 24 years old now. Yes. 25, it just turned 25. 25. Um, I know, we're old. Um, but you you are not a hip-hop lady. That's, I mean, I, I, I dabble. That's, if it's on, I'll listen, but it's you, not like... But you, your preferred genre is the pop-punk, which David is familiar with more than I am. Oh, good. 
good. David was a child. Yeah. David was a ch- if you have Spotify, there's a really good throwback Thursday playlist right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all pop punk. Which every okay. time it's we're in the magical. car is what you're playing, and that's usually what we listen yeah. to. The only, what was the only song I skipped the last time I was in the car on your playlist? It was it was last resort by Papa Roach. I said this is too much. That's not pop punk. It was on. I try and like when I have like people in my car, I always try and put on like a universally pleasing playlist. And you usually do. And everyone loves like throwback punk music. But but you know it's fun. Good Charlotte. It's fun to listen to lifestyle. Going back now, Good Charlotte. Wow, wild problematic. In what sense? Um, the. God, there's the one song girls don't like boys, girls like, like cars, cars and money. money. And it's just like, wah, ha, ha. First of all, I'm just going to say it. It's the truth. And if no and one yet you st- hear- And yet you still get dates driving a neon green Kia Soul. Alien green Kia Soul. Thank you very much. And living at your parents' home. <laughs> Where we're recording this podcast. Again, right. thank you yeah, very there's much. A, there's a jet in tub here. Um. Listen, there's probably, a, there's probably a connection to my opinions and the fact that I still have a lot left to do as an adult. No, um... Yes, that song can be problematic, but it's also... And, but there's... You also... I, I it was a product It was a product of its time. And I guarantee you that there are plenty of girls who will still sing that song on top of your lungs and just not care. I, if, uh, not that I speak for the female gender. But is that a good Charlotte song? I mean, yeah. I don't really think they have better songs when I'm singing it. I they mean, have better songs, agree with by the, the way. I every song I'm singing. There's a Chris Rock bit about that. You'll be in the club, and then a girl will be dancing along to smack it with a dick, smack it with a dick. And you know... Mommy, just, how did you meet Dad? Oh, oh she, she was, was singing, singing about balls in a club. And you know, it's wild. If you mention to a woman that the record is misogynistic and degrading, every woman gives you the same answer. He ain't talk about me. Smackle with a dick, smackle with a dick. Smackle with a dick, smackle with a dick. I put a dick in the air, a dick in the air. And you just don't think, you know, you don't think about the skeet, skeet, skeet songs of the world. Um, you just, it's just fun. It's like when you're a kid and you listen to like some really raunchy song and you have no idea what it means. And we were listening to the Ying Yang Twins at a young age and being like, <laughs> and this was fun. And, but for the most pop, I, for the most pop, for the most part, I'm mm. fine with pop punk, even though it's not my preferred stuff. I am a big fan of pop punk. In fact, defend you, pop punk. You were you were always trying to either get me on it or you're playing it in the house when I was over at your house when you were younger. Like, yeah, you were like Blink-182 and... Uh, 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 Green Day and... Doing like you do in the sky, uh, Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound, so Bloodhound sort Gang is... Counts. I don't know. I don't know what I would classify Bloodhound Gang as. Mostly anymore not good. Yeah. <laughs> That was the product of its time where you. It was. I mean, Bloodhound Gang was. Bloodhound Gang's a great gimmick. Um, I bought the. I bought Hefty Fine freshman year when it came out because I was like, this is just such a ridiculous album cover. It's a. It's a fat guy in a box. The best album cover is a pop punk cover. Is the Blink One Eighty Two. Take off your pants and jacket. No, it's no, it's the uh, Enema of the State. Enema of the State with the with the with the hot nurse doing the who's been arrested on drug charges. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, she is. She is not aged well. Well, we... Matt will do that to you. Um, um, lady on the Blink-182 cover, if you want to call on the podcast and explain your side of the story, we'll be welcome to have you. And then we would have, like... Literally- Personally, best best Blink-182 cover is the take off your pants and jacket because it works on two levels. Ah, because I didn't even think of the literal take off your pants and your jacket that you wear over. I literally thought you were just talking about the... the you see, I didn't, I, didn't get, I didn't get the masturbatory joke in it for, like, four or five years. Uh, probably less than that. Um, so... By the way, speaking of Blink- No, 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 I'm, I'm serious. Like, four or five years. I, w- I want to say, too, so New Year's, you and I went to a bar in, where was it? Herndon. Herndon. <laughs> Herndon, and um, we went with a couple of fr- of your friends. We went to a bar that, what was the general crowd in the bar? Um, it was an 
older crowd. I mean, one one does not typically go out in Herndon if you want to be around young people. It was mid forty couple. It was like couples yeah. in their forties. Were they definitely were they about the lifestyle? Not particularly. It was like it was like an Irish pub, so it was very laid back. Uh, okay. Like, but I said when we were going, I said. I don't need to hear... Because you, you were excited about the fact that they had a live band. Yeah, they had a cover band. I looked up and they like do a lot of pop punk stuff. So I was like, you know, it may yeah. be a bad crowd, but at least the music will be good. And it was good. It was fine. But I when I got there, I, before I got there, I said, I'm just... I don't need to hear another band cover all the small things for the end of the time. It's and we, we got there. And I'm not kidding. Three minutes in, they were starting... And I, and I looked at Julie and, and her friend. I, did, I didn't say anything. I just mouthed three. I just like... Spelled three fingers like three, three minutes. Like I was too busy dancing. <laughs> I don't know what your beef with all the small things is, Jack, but you need to figure it out. It's not a bad song. It's just I've heard it covered at Clarendon Grill twenty thousand times. R.I.P. Clarendon Grill. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. In peace. I, I do not lament the loss of Grill or Mr. Days. Did I, you hear that? So Mr. Days went out, but the owner of Clarendon Grill bought Mr. Days. But he's going to make it a different type of bar, if I recall. I hope he does like a similar. David hasn't frequented the Clarendon scene as often as he. Mr. Days doesn't have like the outdoor area. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, Really, most of my. Mr. Days was not. Most of my Clarendon. I mean, when you were single. Well, not not even not even so much about when I was single, but it's just like when we end up going to Clarendon. I don't remember where we would go with the squad of folks, but I mean. Normally we'd end up just going to Galaxy, honestly. <laughs> I, I, there's some good spots. I like Clarendon. Tater tots and craft beer, baby. Yeah. What's your favorite spot to go to in Clarendon? Um, it's always Clarendon Grill. Well, now that you have to have a new one, I guess. Not anymore, it ain't. I, I, I guess... This is hard to say. I mean, I guess this time of year, like the rooftop places. Whitlow's. Yeah, Whitlow's. So Wilson. Yes. Wilson's on Whitlow's. No, it's Whitlow's on Wilson. No, that's... That's the downstairs. The upstairs is Wilson's on Whitlow's. Oh, that makes kind of. Oh, that's why it's a beach. That's why it's beach themed. Ah. And Brian did, did, did you not? Did you know? No. Wilson from Castaway. Oh, I assumed it was. Did bl- you not notice the volleyballs all over the building with the red hand on them? Yes. I never noticed. Never that. noticed that either. Wow. And you don't even drink. You know, I'm, I'm the sober observer. I'm the I'm I'm Nas writing Illmatic. But right, also right, neither another, neither right, another old hip hop. Neither of you are in the industry. So, I, by the way, I like how we were just talking about trying to make more relevant. <laughs> and I just referenced another album that just came out 25 years ago. Sorry. As you're standing here wearing a Shaquille O'Neal t-shirt. First Sitting here, o- I should say. Shaquille O'Neal is timeless. He's been out of the league for how long now? He's been out of the league for who gives a shit because he's Shaquille O'Neal. Seven years. Uh, eight years. Eight years. Eight years is not that long. Everyone knows Shaq. Yeah, because inside the because inside the NBA. No, people know Shaq from his rapping career, from his acting career, from his basketball career. From Jack, when was the last career. time Shaq was in a movie? Uh, I was hoping he was going to be in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I was hoping that at times, and I won't surprise Shaq. Shaq's what if here. Shaq had showed up as Kazam the rapping genie in certain parts of the moment where Shaq, the Kazam the rapping genie, could have made an appearance? I am Kazam. How great would that have been? That would have been utterly ridiculous. It, because Avengers isn't ridiculous already in sort of its premise. Listen, I feel like they missed an opportunity. They had Howard the Duck in it. How not, in, not in Endgame. He's in. A, he makes a brief cameo in Endgame. He. You guys said no spoilers. Well, whatever. It's an inconsequential I, thing. I, and exactly, we're not going to talk about the spoilers themselves. But uh, also. 
do you have you seen the Avenger movies? Do you have an opinion? Okay, well, no. Have you missed out on the biggest movies? I'm not, ever? I've never been a superhero movie fan because I feel like they're always the same. They like, are the hero. There's a villain. The hero always wins. Like, has a villain ever won a superhero? Well, movie? we can. Oh, spoil, there's a girl. We, there's Infinity a girl War. that the villain takes. Infinity War. I was gonna say we can spoil the last Avengers from last year, <laughs> but the, the villains did not. Uh, the, the villain won. The villain won, won, won in Infinity War. Well, yeah. that's why there's such a highly anticipated third movie. Now they're gonna make the villains win more because it gets people going. Sorry. Nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, less of a nerd because you don't. Know I thought they all came in trilogy. You were too busy. Nerd. Yeah, you were too busy being out socializing at Clarendon Grill to no. watch all the adventure movies. No, I, I, I listen. I feel like Shaquille O'Neal is a timeless human being. We've been over this so many times. What, what can't Shaquille O'Neal do? Don't say, act. Don't say. I was gonna say, don't say shoot free throws. I mean, he can't shoot free. He can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot threes. Does he need to? Um, he probably shouldn't need to shoot free here, Here's another thing Shaq can't do. Say no to seconds. <sighs> Shaq's lost weight. That's rude. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, tough crowd, right? Julie, right? Julie, Julie, we'll get you out on this. You are a baseball fan. I, I am. You, I don't know why you looked so nervous when you gave that response. I don't, I, I, He's, I, she's not sure where this is going, Shaq. And I don't know her, either. And to her credit, she's been along for a weird ride yeah. so yes. far. Um, We're transitioning from Shaquille O'Neal to baseball. How did so? What, Imagine how big his strike zone would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Be the size of the of the river. Um, so, what was your first experience? What was like growing up? What were your experiences with baseball that made you fall in love with it? I don't, I, I grew up when Cal Ripken Jr. was big. That's when you know his big like perfect attendance spree. And for some reason, like child Julie really admired that. So like I would do all my projects growing up on Cal Ripken and I watched a lot of baseball. I had an older brother. My, my dad's from Boston. He was a huge Red Sox fan. So I always grew up with baseball on and then the Nats came in town and I was like, oh, we have a baseball team. So you weren't really a converted Orioles to Nats fan like a lot of people in this area were? Um, I guess kind of I was because I, I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah, so when the O's like, are the only when those were the only game in the area. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna go to a yeah. O's game. But um, I didn't get as into baseball until the Nationals came in town. That's when, like, you know, you start following a team, you get really into them. And then the Nets got good, and then the actually yeah, we got Bryce Harper. Good yeah. times. Now you have the greatest. Now you have now you have three players under 22 20. hitting home runs in a game. Yeah, yeah, it's promising this season. It looks a little grim at first, but like well, they're bullpen does. The, the bullpen will forever yeah. remain grim for the. Yeah, Nationals but Sean Doolittle's Sean Doolittle's my favorite MLB player on. He's Twitter. he's a great yeah. follow and a good man. He's a very good man. So and and he looks kind of weird for lack of a better term, but you know no. it's part of his charm. Yeah, he's not a weird looking guy. He's just wears he just wears rec specs. He is wears what? He wears rec specs, which sort of makes him weird. Not Looking really. in a sense. Max Scherzer has two different colored eyes. That's, that's yeah. as weird as it gets. Yeah. What, 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 Biochromia. Thank you. Um, so you, but yeah, baseball, we've been to Nats games. Like baseball is also. We have. You, I went to a Nats game. I was going to say, so please describe that briefly. Uh, uh, it was briefly. a Pirates game. It was on, I think, Sunday? Baseball, is, baseball stadiums, I, I much prefer minor league games to major league games. A little more intimate? Cheaper. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay. I, there's no, there's no reason that I should be paying twelve dollars for a twenty-four ounce Bud Light. Yes, you can buy a case of those suckers for like twenty-two dollars. Yes, and I, I get that you know they gotta make some money somehow, but I'm sorry, it's Aramark running the food service at those stadiums, and Aramark already pays their employees next to fucking nothing. Having said that, you still enjoyed your baseball experience. I did. The thing that I enjoyed the most was the tater tots. 
Ooh, they have good tater tots in that park. Chick, uh, Chico over next to like Shake Shack and whatever oh, over yes. in that part of the thing, you can get the uh, get their their Chica tots, which have like a uh, a, sp a spice. They call it a spicy mayo, but it's not spicy. What's your go-to meal slash drink at a baseball game, Julie? Um, well, it used to be Miller Lite, but now Nats Park is a Bud Light Park. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. so. Yeah, uh, Virginia, uh, well, DC, uh, Capitol Eagle did a real big push, and baseball stadiums, like most stadiums, are pay-to-play if you're a beer vendor. That's probably, that's not really a big revelation, though. I think it makes sense that most places would have exclusive deals. Yes. But, so, you're not really a, uh, you're not really a Coors no, I, I do Bud Light, and they do the half-off beers before the game, um, so stock up then. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have, Nats Park has, like, so many different food options. Like, every year they bring in, like, different vendors and, like... This is true. It's do, a very cool thing. Yeah. You can go there, like, all season and eat at a different place, like, every time. Plus, you have Ben's Chili Bowl. Yeah. Chili Which, cheese fries, you're not, baby. You're not, you're not a huge fan of the Ben's Chili Bowl at the Nats Park. Though. I'm not a fan of Ben's Chili Bowl at the Nats Park. I will say I think it is mm -hmm. subpar to the original, but also Ben's has declined in quality. Really? Over the last, like, five years. They oh, got yeah. a little too big for their britches? I don't think they got too big for their britches. I just think that they're doing a volume now that they can't keep up. Yeah. You know, given the, given the scale of the operation, especially if, like, the U Street spot, it's... U Street spot hasn't changed since I was, like, ten. But now it's become the hottest spot in town, so... Eh, yeah. it's not the hottest spot they're in town, the but they've expanded. this morning. It was, like, it's, like, their 50th year anniversary of the owner, so mm -hmm. they were, like, presenting... I can't remember if it's male or female. Him or her are an award for like their like uh, service efforts in the DC area. Really? Like, yeah. They've done for charity. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the Chili Bowl was one of the, the Chili Bowl on U Street was one of the few businesses that survived the race riots in '68. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. One of the few businesses was one of like three oh, that's, or four. Oh yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was a black owned yeah. business and oh, Ben's Chili. So it's a man that owns it. Was the original. Original Ben is dead. Okay, has Wait. been dead for. Oh, we lost, yeah. we lost the original Ben. I'm pretty sure it was a woman on the mm -hmm. news this morning. I mean, it might, it might be, it might be his either his daughter or uh, his his daughter-in-law, or even his widow, maybe. Maybe I don't know. I I will be honest. I've not paid attention to the local news in a while. I probably should. That'll but... be me. Hopefully, that'll be me on one of those local news in about 12, 13 years. So maybe. hey, yo. yeah, <laughs> hopefully we're feeling good. <laughs> yes, well, that's a big that's a big hope. That's big. Uh, Julie, this was not nearly as nerve wracking as. Also, this is not your first time on a podcast. This is not. But the first, I, we don't need to go. This will be the first one that goes. This will be the first one that goes live. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My the, last one might have been a little bit of a bad experience. Um, <laughs> This Apparently one, it wasn't good enough to put on the internet. That, which, that, this will be out within two or three days. So, nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey-o. Um, to all my friends and family, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. Um, we normally, it's funny, we normally try to get more listeners, but as you as you told me when I asked you to be on the show, I was like, oh, I don't have any, I don't have that many friends. That's what, your words, not, your words, not mine. So, Fast. I, so I was like, well, okay, then we'll just have our normal listenership and we'll spice it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll throw an extra listener in, I'll like make my coworker listeners. And this wasn't a bad <laughs> experience you were so you were nervous at times about this no i think it was good i it, think I, it was a great yeah. first of all david opened i mean i knew i got to learn more about my best friend that i never knew so oh I mean, that's good you're welcome and then you and i got to just tell the world our platonic i don't think start. there's anything new we can learn about each other 
You'd be Wait, surprised. Is there where David can learn something new. You, there, you'd true. be surprised. You'd be surprised yeah. the, the depth. Yeah, of David the well and I Jack don't go Selby. into the depth of conversation that say you and I go into. We, which, there's 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 not a hole to be barred in our conversations, yeah. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Um, I will. I pull no David punches and, I and ask have no questions. Different boundaries because we've known each other for so long that we just like I don't ask David about certain aspects of his life. I make fun yeah. of certain aspects of his life. But I'm go right ahead. Your hairline. Um, hey, Jules. This That's really, fine. Yes. You shave your chest. Not recently. Oh, God. <laughs> but yes, generally. I've also made peace with the fact that I was balding when I was like 15, Jack. I've had gray hair since I was 15. So in a way, you know... Again, I put I put two and two together. My dad's bald. My mom's dad was bald. My dad's dad was bald. So I've just been effed in the A from the jump. I don't have much... I don't have much longer on that end than you do. So I, I maybe got a three years... Yeah, and you, you, have, you have it worse because yours is... Yours is yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a bomb going off. It, whereas mine is like mine is like erosion you on got, a beach. So there is a difference between the the skin yamaka, which I'm getting in the back, tonsure, and I prefer skin yamaka. Tonsure, you know, you're not Jewish. I'm a member. I'm a member of the tribe. Jack, and, you're not Jewish. Oh, you're right. I'm not. And, so uh, it would be a tonsure, which is a a sign of intent among. Was that the Lone Ranger um, sidekick? That was Tonto. Oh. Um, but you have the good one of yeah, your hairline's just receding. That's easier to work with. Mine mm-hmm. is. But, you know, either way, we'll both be bald, and you will have... The your hair side. also makes your head look smaller. Yes. That's why I don't want to have to shave my head, but I know I'll have to, is because my head is quite large. It's a blimp. And yours is not. It's, it's average-sized. Exactly. So, you have the benefit of, like, you'll look good with the bald head and beard, and I will... And, I don't know, you... What are your opinions on, like... I don't know if I should comment here. I just... You guys both have very nice beards. Especially David. And yes. I don't know if you can grow yours to David's capacity. But... I could. It would take me a lot longer than it takes David. Yeah. David can grow that in about, I want to say, two and a half weeks. Uh, no. No, that's like three months, would you say, to that length? I, and I... It's been a couple of years since I took a razor on my face, I'll be completely honest no, with you. No, you shaved your beard last year at some point because you had like a skin... You had like dry skin and you shit. We did a podcast. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, holy shit. This is like maybe June. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was... I had some flaking going on, yeah. so I wanted to... Yeah, and I'll shave my... This is, like, stubble right now, but... Um, anyway, Julie... But, it, you know, I had the beard because I, I, I work in the beer industry. Yeah, I you look to, like a weirdo. I have to blend in. Yeah, you look like, you look like beard, a weirdo beard, if you look normal. Yeah, exactly. Um, Flannels, beards, yeah. bad yeah, hairlines. Yeah, yeah, it's par for the course. That's yeah, Julie's type. Just had a dad bod, and that's Julie's type. Um, anyway, Julie... Now that I just outed your type on the podcast, um, yeah. thank you for being on the show. This was, again, not... Oh, thank you not for a, having me. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm fangirling. Well, this is the underemployed podcast. Wow. Here I am. That is something I never the, thought I'd hear, and still I'm surprised I'm hearing this. The, the, the brand is medium rare. <laughs> the brand is definitely not wrong, but it's like, it's no longer flaming red. Yeah, there's a little bit... It's of, medium rare. It's a cooked, yeah. That's actually how I like my steaks. Anyway, Julie, uh, thank you for being on the show. We will come back with another episode at some point, as we always do, unless something uh, unexpected happens or David and I have a falling out. Um, <laughs> I, I would say we will actually, before we wrap up, uh, brief hockey update. All of the one seeds it's are bad. out. Holy so, shit. Okay, so let's do this very, like, okay. What happened, David, to the uh, to the number one seeded uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? Who were uh, lost in seven to the Boston Bruins? Who are oh, I'm sorry, who, they, they who might go and win the damn thing? Who was uh, the Tampa? I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa the, Bay Lightning, who tied for the best record ever. Tied for the best record in NHL history. Got swept. Uh, best goal differential in NHL history. Got swept by probably the worst okay. team in the playoffs. And what happened to the number one seed in the West, the Calgary Flames? Uh, Calgary Flames lost in five. five. They lost in five to the Colorado Avalanche. 
which is a damn shame because I love Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey himself. And what happened to the previously two time back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champions, Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins also got swept in the first round by the uh, by the uh, blah, 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 the New York Islanders. Uh, which is surprising, but also not surprising because Trotz really can run a defense. But God, they have nobody besides Barzal. And what goals. happened to the reigning Western Conference champion, Las Vegas Golden Knights? Las Vegas Golden Knights went out on a really shitty decision by the refs yeah. for a five-minute major that should have been a two-minute minor. And most. what happened to the defending Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals? They lost in Game 7 in shrinking shrinker time. So let's, let's, let's recap. Hockey is very random, which is part of the joy of hockey and part of the buffoon. You need a little bit of puck luck, buddy. All right. So, uh, Julie, do you have anything to comment about? Oh, you, you, you watched the Cavs game. I did. And? Very sad, very sad. Couldn't oh. agree more. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what? There's, <laughs> there's always still the champions. Uh, yeah. So, Julie, sincerely, thank you for being on the show. This was great. Thank you. Thank yes. You guys. And we will see you guys on the 26th episode of Underemployed, unless something tragic happens <laughs> between now and then. <laughs> but odds are it won't. So, enjoy this time and enjoy yourselves and enjoy life. And uh, we're probably going to cut this out because this is a terrible ending. Um, <laughs> deuces, bye. Yeah. Peace <laughs> to the gods. Word is bond. What's super good?